It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tiger Nation, welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your Tigers every day, Monday through Friday, everything you need to know about Clemson Athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. In today's episode, We're going to dive deep into some early position grades for the Clemson Tigers. Just two games into the season, but it's a bye week. This is the kind of thing you usually do during the bye week. I know they haven't played very many games, but let's take a look at how each position has played early on in this season. Also, I'll go over some preseason question marks that the Tigers had coming into 2020. How many of those have already been answered and what is still left to learn, especially about a couple key positions? We'll dive deep into that later on. And then finally, we'll wrap up the show with the debut of Tigers in the NFL. I'm going to give you all the big storylines surrounding players who play on Sundays from Clemson, or in this case, Thursday night football. Have some updates on Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and a lot more. It's Locked On Clemson Podcast, your team every day. I'm your host, Brad Sinkoff. That's with a W at the end. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Sinkoff. I'm the deputy editor over at allclemson.com and the co-host of the Press Box on 105.5 The Roar in Clemson. Clemson off to an early 2-0 start thus far in this young season, and there's still a lot of football left to be played, but the Tigers have shown enough, despite a small sample size, to give out some position grades. Let's start at the most important position on the football field, quarterback. Let's give it A. To what's going on right now at that position. Trevor Lawrence is playing an A++ level. We'll discuss more about him on Friday's episode, but I think overall you have to factor in DJ Uyangole and Tyson Pumachan, and it's hard to say that they are ready to become starters and take over if the situation presented itself and they needed to, but Tyson Pumachan has not played uh, exceptional thus far. We haven't really seen Uyangole throw the ball down the field enough yet so there's still a little bit of questions behind Trevor Lawrence but gosh he is playing so well it's hard not to rank them and give them an A. In terms of running backs I think right now it's a B. I think Travis Etienne has played very well in fact he's second in FBS power five right now in runs of 15 yards or more at four and he just hasn't had that big huge breakout run. It's the guys behind him though that there is some concern about. We have not seen enough Lynn J. Dixon yet, the number two back. He's been banged up. Only had two carries against the Citadel, set out against Wake Forest, and it's just a very crowded running back room behind him. And I don't think anyone has really stood out aside from Travis Etienne. And maybe that's a problem down the road. We'll certainly keep an eye on it. Moving on to wide receivers, let's go with a B. It's hard to go really high on a unit that lost its two top receivers last year in T. Higgins and Justin Ross, who's out this season with an injury. I think they're still trying to develop some playmakers there. I I think you've seen some good things out of Mari Rogers through two weeks, even though he has had 
a couple dropsies, and I think you've got to like what you saw out of Frank Ladson against the Citadel. But this is a position that's going to have to be consistent, consistently prove itself to earn, I think, higher than a B right now. But I think that's about what they've done. I don't think they've been bad, but there's still a lot of room to grow at that receiver position. Moving on to the tight ends, this has been an exceptional position group thus far early in the season. Now, they didn't get a whole lot of work against the Citadel, but I don't think Clemson really wanted to showcase them. But I'm going to give them an A for how they've looked early on in the season. We saw a touchdown catch from J.C. Chalk in Week 1. Braden Galloway was very involved in the offense and even saw Davis Allen get in on a big 42-yard catch. So I think those three tight ends have played extremely well. Moving on to the offensive line, if you could separate the first team from the reserves, I think they would get a higher grade. We're going to include all of them together. It's a B-. minus. Now, the starters are bringing that up. I think that starting group has been exceptional. Jackson Carmen at left tackle. Jordan McFadden at right tackle. Kate Stewart still getting, I think, the, the center position down, but... Overall, I think everybody's played well. Matt Bockhorst at left guard uh, has is extremely talented, and I think you're seeing that early on in this season. It's the other guys behind them. Mitchell Mays, true freshman. Walker Parks, a true freshman. Blake Vincent has just come back from an injury that's kept him out for a long time. Nearly two seasons worth of injuries have kept him out of action. So there's still a lot to do at that uh, backup offensive line. However, overall, I'll go with the B minus. Defensive line, let's give them an A. Uh, this is without Xavier Thomas. This is without Justin Foster. Two guys that everyone had penciled in as starters back in the offseason. Neither one of them played a single snap of football this year. And this defensive line has produced 13 of Clemson's 23 tackles for a loss. They're also responsible for seven of the 10 sacks that Clemson has put together in 2020 through two games. In fact, PFF College released its highest graded defensive freshman in 2020. Three of the top four are Clemson defenders, including Miles Murphy and Brian Brzee, both defensive linemen. So that front has played extremely well so far in 2020. Moving on to the linebacking core, an underrated group. They've actually played extremely well this year. I think James Skowski has looked every bit the part of a senior Leader in the middle of the field. They just look different when he's out there. I think Balin Spector, Tyler Venables, Trenton Simpson, a freshman, have all played extremely well. Going to have to give that group a very solid B-plus right now. At quarterback, we'll go with a C-plus. Have not really seen the entire starting unit as they've been without Darian Kendrick for the first game, without Mario Goodrich for the first two games, both those guys should be starters. Andrew Booth has been okay. He struggled against Wake Forest when he was in the spotlight a little bit. But Anthony Williams, uh, Sheridan Jones, they've been okay. But it just has not been a group that's really shined yet for the Tigers. And in the safety position, going to go with a B there. I think they've actually been pretty decent uh, compared to their experience level. And Nolan Turner is a tried-and-true senior who's been back there a long time. But they're breaking in Landon Zanders as a starter. He's got five tackles on the season, seventh on the team in tackles. I think Joseph Charleston has played pretty well early on for the Tigers. He's flashed a little bit, but they're still going to work on building some depth back there at that position. And finally, special teams. We spent a lot of time talking about them yesterday. I told you about how improved they are. I'm going to give them an A in the early going of this 2020 season. 
Coming up next, have the Tigers provided answers yet to some of the preseason questions? But I tell you what you won't be questioning. RockAuto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Save yourself some cash. Go with a family business at rockauto.com. It's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at rockbottom.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. That's locked on in their how-did-you-hear-us box so they know where you found out about rockauto.com and their amazing selection, the reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. The Clemson Tigers entered the season number one in college football. It's not a team that was facing a ton of preseason question marks, not one that there were a lot of uh, huge position battles, obviously with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne back on offense. They did replace four starters up front, but that has gone fairly seamlessly through the first two games of this season. It's the backup center of the question mark. But what were some of the preseason questions, and what has Clemson answered? Let's start with a big one. How will Clemson replace Isaiah Simmons? He was the do-it-all linebacker slash safety slash defensive end. I mean, you line him up anywhere on the football field, Isaiah Simmons made plays. He was an All-American, consensus All-American. He was the backbone of the Brent Venables 3-3-5 defense that allowed Brent Venables to move players around, take advantage of matchups and mismatches, and really confuse defenses. And it was all because of Isaiah Simmons' athletic freakish ability, and he turned that in to being the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft when he was selected by the Arizona Cardinals. And he's off to a pretty good start thus far in his rookie campaign. So how was Clemson going to find somebody to be him? Well, they weren't. And I think that was the answer to the question. First off, you just weren't going to have another Isaiah Simmons on your roster. Nobody does. He, he's, he was one of a kind in that defense last year. And right now, it's too early to tell exactly how that Sam linebacker hybrid position is going. I think Mike Jones has been fine as the starter there. I think the emergence of of Trent Simpson is probably the storyline. He's been backing up Jones. He's gotten a lot of playing time, and he's looked really solid thus far. With a couple of sacks already this season, in terms of coverage, they're not going to use that Sam linebacker in, in that same way. And they haven't really needed to exclusively go to the nickel spot yet. So really, there's still some question marks about how they're going to replace Isaiah Simmons from a schematic standpoint. But really, it's been more about the 4-3 defense, the, the more traditional Brent Venables look, and not as much three three five. but you know they're still mixing in some different looks for defenses. But in terms of production, 
the front four have been so good for Clemson that they've been really who's made up for Isaiah Simmons not being in this defense anymore. How would Trevor Lawrence bounce back from his first collegiate loss? That was a big talking point in the offseason. He had to answer over and over again during the shortened spring what it was like to lose his first game. How is he going to bounce back emotionally and mentally? And I don't think there's been any hangover from Trevor Lawrence coming out of that one loss in his career. 29 and 1 as a starter coming into this season. Run that up to 31 and 1 now. And it may be a while before he suffers his second loss. One of the big question marks for every team in college football was how to handle the COVID-19 pandemic. And Clemson certainly had their issues early on. Like everyone else, in the months of March and April and May, they weren't able to be on campus. They weren't able to go through their typical uh, late spring and early summer routines. Guys weren't able to work out the way that they normally work out on campus in their weight room and using their facilities. They had to do a lot of Zoom calls with coaches Dabo Swinney said they took advantage of that and tried to make up for their lost time physically by getting better mentally. And then they returned in June, and that's when Clemson had several positive tests. In fact, Clemson had nearly 40 confirmed football positive tests for COVID-19. It was a big storyline in June and into July. And lately, though, they've tested really well. Uh, Dabo Swinney said they've had multiple weeks now of zero cases on the football team. And students have come back in-person classes going on at Clemson now, so there's a lot of concern with how the players are handling But they've taken it very seriously. And you know what? When you are a program like Clemson with the culture that they have, the coaching staff that they have, and a lot of leadership in guys like Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, that team is going to be prepared for week one. We saw a lot of football teams that weren't. Teams like Navy, who didn't even practice tackling. Teams getting blown out. Some upsets. Teams that weren't ready. That's not been Clemson, as they've looked apart every bit through the first two games as the number one team in college football. Even with Lawrence and ETN back, Clemson's offense faced plenty of question marks in the offseason, especially around who would be the go-to receivers. And I mentioned earlier, no Justin Ross. He was supposed to be the number one guy who would develop into that. And that's still... For up for debate, even though I believe Amari Rogers and Frank Ladson may end up sharing that role. But in the end, Clemson may not need to have a go-to receiver. They may not need a thousand-yard type caliber guy because they're going to spread the ball around so much. Trevor Lawrence already working in a ton of different receivers and tight ends into this offense. Travis Etienne, you know, is going to be a big part of the passing game as well. The answer to the question is Clemson simply may be okay without a Justin Ross type player for this year. That also ties into another big question is how would Clemson use the middle of the field? In fact, that was a big discussion all of last season because Clemson was pretty much a 50-50 ball offense. And Trevor Walsh would throw it up to T. Higgins or Justin Ross and hope one of them came down with it. He threw a lot of passes into coverages he shouldn't have early in the season and it essentially cost him the Heisman Trophy with eight interceptions in his first seven games. But then he settled down and got a little bit better about that, but the middle of the field still wasn't utilized very much at all last season. And Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator, heard all of those concerns and those criticisms throughout the offseason. And you saw in week one against Wake Forest, Clemson did utilize that middle of the field. They ran the tight ends down the seams. They ran Amari Rodgers down the seams. They tried to take advantage of whatever the defense was giving them, and that's what was available 
Didn't work out as much against the Citadel because they didn't need to do that. And Trevor Lawrence was about as efficient as you could ever see, eight of nine passing. But I think all in all, they have showcased and at least put on film that they will use the middle of the field again. And because of that, I expect teams to have to play Clemson a little bit differently. That's going to open up things for players like Frank Ladson down the field. But using the middle of this football field is a key component. And so far, the Tigers have answered that question. Coming up next is the debut of a new Thursday staple, Tigers in the NFL. What are the main storylines in pro football that have to do with former Clemson players? It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Week two in the NFL was big for some, not as good for others. We'll discuss that here in Tigers in the NFL. Let's start with one of the all-time greats in Clemson football history, Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. He and the Texans fell to 0-2 on the season as they lost to the Baltimore Ravens 33-16 on Sunday after losing to the Kansas City Chiefs to open up the season in Week 1. Not an ideal start for Deshaun Watson when you have to take on arguably two of the best quarterbacks in the game, Deshaun Watson included in the discussion as well. But that was a tall task without DeAndre Hopkins, who we'll get to in just a few moments. Uh, early on in the season, the Texans look like the Texans of old. They continue to struggle to protect him. Deshaun holds on to the ball for a long time. You mix the two together, and he's been sacked eight times in the first two games. That is tied with Carson Wentz for the most in the NFL thus far. On a brighter note, it was a historical day for Watson as he became the first NFL quarterback to throw for 10,000 yards and rush for 1,000 yards in his first 40 games as a pro. So congratulations to Watson for accomplishing that mark on the young season thus far. Deshaun Watson has completed 66% of his passes for 528 yards and two touchdowns heading in to a 1 p.m. Sunday game against the 2-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. I mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, the former teammate of Deshaun Watson in Houston. Hopkins traded to Arizona Cardinals back in the offseason in one of the big deals, the big transactions thus far in 2020. And certainly he's off to a thriving start in the desert. 22 catches for Nuke. 219 yards, one touchdown. There were some question marks about how he would fit in with Kyler Murray, and that has not been any issue as Newt turns out to be one of the great safety valves, one of the great players in the National Football League. He's continuing to do that with the Arizona Cardinals right now. One of Clemson's top offensive linemen last season, John Simpson taking the fourth round of the 2020 NFL Draft by the Las Vegas Raiders, made his big debut on Monday Night Football when the Raiders hosted the New Orleans Saints and Richie Incognito went down at left guard. Inserted was John Simpson, and he played extremely well. Got a lot of praise from Raiders coach John Gruden, and he helped protect Derek Carr, the quarterback, and lead the Raiders to a 34-24 victory over the New Orleans Saints. 
Simpson credited both Coach Dabo Sweeney from Clemson and Gruden for being hard on him. Gruden was really tough on John Simpson, getting him ready for the adversity that he would have to face stepping into a big role on Monday Night Football. He excelled. He did well. He overcame his debut. He got through it. And now it looks like with Incognito on the injured reserve list for a few weeks that John Simpson is going to start again this week, head to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. It was also a big week for former Clemson wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, who has found himself a role as a kick returner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. McLeod, on the season, has 97 yards on three kick returns, including a long of 49 yards. His average of 32.3 yards per kick return ranks second in the NFL behind Cincinnati's Brandon Wilson, formerly of the Panthers. McLeod's been trying to find a role here, a starting job in the NFL, and he may just have found a home with the Steelers this season. Coming up tonight on Thursday Night Football, you get a chance to see a few Tigers in action, including Christian Wilkins, the former defensive tackle for Clemson, who helped the Tigers win a national championship both in 2016 and 2018. And you'll get a chance to see Shaq Lawson, the defensive end who was drafted by the Buffalo Bills a few years ago, now playing in Miami. They'll be taking on Jacksonville Jaguars. And Tyler Shatley, a former Clemson offensive lineman, Second team there for the Jags. They'll be playing 8.20 p.m. on the NFL Network. Some other games to keep an eye on this weekend concerning former Clemson players. The Cincinnati Bengals, with three former Tigers on that roster, including T. Higgins, takes on the Philadelphia Eagles and former Clemson safety Kayvon Wallace in his rookie season, 1 p.m. on Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs will be taking on the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night football. Get a chance to see... Sammy Watkins, the former Clemson receiver, catch some passes from Patrick Mahomes in that one. And finally, we'll wrap up Tigers in the NFL with a Tiger who's not even in the NFL yet, and that is Trevor Lawrence. The sweepstakes to land, who's presumed to be the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft, continues through two weeks of the NFL. Some of the early contenders, certainly the New York Jets, off to a pretty horrific start. They took Sam Darnold a few years ago with a first-round pick. Would not be surprised if the Jets take Trevor Lawrence. They end up there at number one. Can't count out the Carolina Panthers right now as they lose Christian McCaffrey. For a few weeks, you certainly think that they're going to drop a few games while he is out, and they are in need of a long-term quarterback once Teddy Bridgewater's contract runs out. Could the New York Giants also be eyeing Trevor Lawrence, even though they took Daniel Jones just two years ago in the first round? Potentially, that may be something to discuss later down the road, and then the Detroit Lions, always looking to get rid of Matt Stafford, it feels like, even though he's still under contract for a while, always trade rumors around him, the Lions are going to be bad this year, there could be a good chance you see them move up the draft board, and maybe Trevor Lawrence is just too good to pass up, and that is your Tigers in the NFL, also we reviewed position grades earlier in the show today, and we went over some of the preseason question marks, on Friday, We'll talk more Trevor Lawrence. Where has he improved? Why is he off to a good start? What has he done differently than he was doing last year mechanically? We'll discuss that as well as taking a look at some of the ACC teams we're playing this week from a Clemson perspective. Who do you need to watch while the Tigers are on by this week? As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Subscribe, rate, review, 
Locked On Clemson podcast. Follow on Twitter at Clemson Locked On. I'm Brad Sinkov. Have a great day. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow, Tiger Nation. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.